Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Management Decisions here on localjobnetwork.com radio. One of the goals of this podcast is to give you some insight into what it takes to succeed, particularly at the upper levels of management. With that in mind, our guest today has some specific traits that can lead to such heights by becoming the one person that everyone can count on. So joining LGN Radio today, we have Howard Tolman. He's the CEO of 1871, as well as the general managing partner of G2T3V and of Chicago High Tech Investment Partners, as well as over the last four decades, he successfully founded more than a dozen high tech companies. So he obviously knows a thing or two about what it takes to succeed. Howard, thanks a lot for joining the show today. I'm happy to be here. Well, the first question that often comes up with a lot of our listeners, and you addressed it in an article I saw as well, is really why isn't just talent and hard work enough anymore? Well, look, I think that talent is a skill, but we think that perseverance, we think that you know, putting your head down and being able to deal with the ups and downs and all the problems that you face when you're trying to change things and start new businesses, that's a skill set that talent alone isn't going to carry the day. You really, and even hard work, you know, is not going to carry the day. You can work really hard if you're headed in the wrong direction. If you discover that the competition or the marketplace has changed, you know, you have to be resilient. You have to be flexible. You have to do a lot of different things in order to really succeed. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, one of the things, and when I grew up, I was a pitcher in, uh, you know, Little League. One of the things that we learned was people become great athletes not based on talent. They become great athletes after their talent sort of leaves them mm. and they lose a few things or they get hurt or whatever. And then they come back and they discover that it's preparation and perspiration and hard work all combined and sticking with it that really is going to get you to the top. It's not sheer talent. Well, I love that analogy and that, uh, that illustration. I'm a huge baseball fan, so already uh, a man of my heart, I will say. I appreciate you bringing that up. And I think sometimes we hear those things, we don't necessarily believe them. So let's get into just some of the details of what you were talking about there. And I'll just start off with one of the points you had and talking about the idea of staying up or perspiration. What are some keys there for individuals who want to be seen as a person who is putting in that effort and, uh, and really, as we said, starting to be the one that everyone can count on? Well, you know, one of the interesting tests, and I mentioned it, I, I think, in that article is there's a big difference, and everybody in their own business life and in their own social and personal life knows this. There's a big difference between the guys you would buy a beer for and the guys you would write a check to. Sure. And we all know that. We just know that guys who are good socializers, guys who are fun to be with, they might be both. Mm-hmm. But as often as not, those skill sets are not the guy who's going to grind it out and, and, as I say, walk through walls and eat glass and do what it takes to... <laughs> get a business across the finish line. And so, you know, the people who are there early, the people who are there late, you know, not in a, you know, in a like pretend sense. I right. mean, I, when I was a lawyer, guys would go out for and go home, but they would leave their suit coat jacket on the back of their chair. So people would think they were coming back. Mm. And other guys would come in on Saturday morning and open the mail and then sit there and, you know, read the funny papers or something. Uh, <laughs> but they thought they had to put in the appearance. So it's not about appearances. It's about results. And that's a big continuing issue for us, you know, at, at 1871, where we've got 260 businesses now. And one of our jobs is to tell the people who are succeeding, you know, to sort of reinforce and help them grow and also to tell the people whose babies are ugly that their babies are ugly and they need to be thinking about doing something different. 
I, I, I definitely do uh, enjoy the, the illustrations you're giving us. But I think to, to your point there, um, especially the idea of perception versus reality with those hard workers, uh, I think that leads into another point, the idea of principles um, that you had brought up in that article. And the reason I want to bring that one up is oftentimes the general public doesn't see business people, especially as being ethical or having their these principles and values they stand on. So why do you say that is truly important if you're going to be successful moving forward? Well, it's really two things. I mean, I, I think that, you know, there are no shortcuts. There are no tricks of the trade. You know, there are, there are very few sort of ways uh, that you can uh, cheat the system uh, mm-hmm. ultimately. And so, so part of it is if you're somebody that people respect, as somebody that people trust, you know, what comes around goes around. I mean, people are going to invest in you. They're going to back you. So part one is is simply that it actually pays to be a good person. You know, we don't want to have businesses focusing on making money. We want to have businesses focusing on making a difference. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that, you know, you can't add value if you don't have values. But I'll tell you a bigger part of that, and there's a, a guy named Jim Collins who's written a whole bunch of uh, you know books about good to great and you know how to be the best and everything else. Right. And he talks about different kind of leaders, and you know there are leaders who attract people to themselves, and those are you know charismatic leaders, and and they're that's great. But there are leaders who attract people to a cause which is greater than any one individual, greater than any one person. And those are the sustainable leaders. Those are the leaders that are really going to change the way the game is played because, you know, everybody is replaceable. But if you're, you know, if you're signing up for something that's bigger than yourself, Mm -hmm. then you have a chance to really make a difference. So principles are really essential to how you conduct yourself. You know, you only have one reputation. It's something you build throughout your career. And, you know, people will either say this guy is somebody I can count on and trust or it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be, this is somebody who I have to watch. I, you know, I have to look over my shoulder and be concerned. And that's not a space that I think anybody needs to be in. Well, you're definitely right. And uh, the idea of trust is uh, something that comes up a lot on a number of our shows. Um, so that fits right in. Along those lines, though, if I'm somebody who is looking to be that, that type of leader and want to be counted on, want to be trusted, is there a way that you could help individuals out there determine, okay, am I, am I turning into this leader that's charismatic and people are following me, as you mentioned, or how do you transition that or make sure that you're the person that is for the cause, for something that's bigger than you? Are there any strategies or anything you can look out for? I think that it's, if it's ever really about you, um, you know, that's an early indication that that's a problem. In our business right now, you know, our only job is to make our businesses successful, to create jobs and to build new businesses. You know, it's really not about how many times, you know, I can be uh, interviewed or, you know, featured on something like that. It's really about promoting our companies. But the other thing I'll tell you as well, and this is another one of the points in the, uh, in the article. Doing your homework is a very humbling exercise, but it also keeps you grounded. And Hmm. so when I talk about preparation, we don't let anybody come up to us now and say, I don't know, because that doesn't mean you don't know. It means you're lazy. It means you didn't take the time to go find out because there's almost nothing today that you can't find out if you're willing to invest the time and do the research and search for the answers. And so people who are prepared are people who you say, hey, they did the work, all the great coaches, you know, we talked about baseball, but in football, Lou Holtz and and Bobby Knight both always used to say, 
people who want to win, that's okay, but people who are willing to do the work that it takes to win mm-hmm. are the ones who really, you know, create the winning teams. And preparation is a very important and grounding sort of thing. And and again, I think people say, I can rely on this person because I don't feel that they're a used car salesman. I don't feel that they're just winging it. Or one of the things I tell young entrepreneurs is it makes a lot of sense to go work for a smart person in a bigger company. And they say, well, you know, I want to work for myself or I want to work with an entrepreneur. And and frankly, I don't know. I really don't know how much you learn from somebody who's learning it himself 15 minutes before you are. And so, <laughs> so I, really, I really think that you should spend a little time around smart people. And then after you've had that exposure, you can decide whether you're suited to be an entrepreneur and try and go out and do some of this stuff yourself. Is that a challenge for, especially if you're talking about entrepreneurs or, or maybe somebody who's just getting into the business ego? And I'm not saying that necessarily in the, the grandiose of scales, but just we all have an ego to a certain extent. But how much of a challenge is that do you see, especially among maybe the younger individual or someone who feels like, like you said, they want to work for themselves and maybe aren't willing to take a step back and learn from the veteran and learn from mistakes? So how, what kind of discussion do you have about that? I think that we, you know, we basically say that, you know, you can either try to roll your own or you can be a role player. You can learn from other people. But I I don't even know if it's if it's ego um, as much as it's a sense of why don't I take my shot? They can't eat me. All they can do is like tell me that they're not going to be a customer or something. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the great things about, you know, shows like yours, one of the great things about the literature and all the writing about, you know, entrepreneurs are sort of the new rock stars (laughs) is that there's a pretty decent amount of sort of really straightforward and honest talk that's going on. It's not all puff. It's not all how great the life is. You'll read about the sacrifices that it takes. So I think that People who sign up to do this know that it's a it's a long hard road. You know, I, I like to say right. you never want to never want to mistake a clear view of where you're headed for a short distance because that's not likely to happen. So we you know we try to work with the guys and the girls that are at 1871 not to suppress their passion but to give them the resources and the tools to go chase you know big dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean you know to go do important work because we're really trying to participate in this astonishing change. I mean, I can't think of a time when we had so many transformational technologies that we're going to trade and change so many different parts of our lives. I mean, think about finance, think about healthcare, think about education. Sure. Just those big big three, it's going to be a massively different world in a very short order of time. So, and and our companies are going to participate and that's what's really exciting to me. You mentioned the idea of passion, and you had brought up uh, Bobby Knight as well. And uh, for anyone who knows him, uh, I'm sure they could see the passion there. Why is that so vital? Uh, does it come down to just the grind, like you said, that happens? Does it come down to being that leader and, and having people trust in you? I mean, what do you put your finger on? I think it's certainly hard. I think it's certainly an issue that if you're not prepared to be beaten down you know, for every day and then to puff yourself back up and start out the next day. If you don't really believe in what you're doing, I just think it's too tough. I think you won't survive. You'll go do something that's easier Mm -hmm. or something that doesn't take away from your life and things like that. But the other thing is nobody does these things themselves. Nobody does anything by themselves anymore. And so the real value of passion is in leadership. It's that people sign up today not to work for a company, 
they sign up basically for other people. They sign up to be part of a cause or a, a greater, you know, adventure. And so I think that passion is, is contagious. You know, we say that when you walk into 1871, it literally smacks you in the face when you walk in the door. And it's, a, it's an energy and it's a commitment that we think is contagious. And so leaders, you know, can do two things. They can, you know, they can cast rays of light or they can cast shadows. And, you know, if you're if you're not a passionate leader, if you're not really excited every day about what you're doing, you're going to discover very quickly that the people are going to not be following you. They're, you know, you don't want to get ahead of them because it's complicated. And so I really think that when everything is, is you know, comes down to it, the thing that makes the best leaders are the people that are like super committed and passionate. And one of the great things we've just announced at 1871 is an incubator to focus on vet-owned and vet-operated businesses. And I don't mean the animal vet, I mean veterans. And boy, these guys are mature. They've had leadership experience. They are committed. They're dedicated. And watching them, you you just get a vibe that says, this guy's worth backing. This guy's worth supporting. This is going to happen. And you know, that's what you look for. It's a very contagious thing, but it's also something that experienced investors pick up on very quickly. It's not, you can tell, and you know, in this business of investing in businesses, we don't bet on the horse, we bet on the jockey. Hmm. And you can tell who the people are that are going to show up and deliver. And you know, that's what you're really betting on. I love that. I'm going to steal that for sure. Betting on, uh, not betting on the horse, but betting on the jockey. And I think a great example too with the veterans there and talking about the passion that comes through. We are getting up against the clock. I appreciate all the information you've given us, but I always want to give the guests the final takeaway here for our listeners, maybe in 30 seconds. What would be the one thing you would tell them that would be a nice summary of what we've been chatting about today? What I would tell them is that if you think that this life is about big cars or making a lot of money, You don't understand that what it's really about is finding a place in a business where you can show up every day and be enthusiastic about what you're doing, because that's the greatest luxury in the world. Very well put. With that, we will wrap up this edition of Management Decisions. Again, we've been talking about some ways that you can be the one everyone can count on. And I'll be speaking with our guest today. His name is Howard Tolman. He's the CEO of 1871. Howard, thank you once again for coming on. Appreciate all the insight. And uh, I'm sure our listeners will gain a lot from our conversation today. Great. I'm happy to do it. Thanks again. And as always, if you're interested in getting in touch with us, uh, we appreciate your comments and feedback. Go ahead and email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. Go ahead and use the hashtag LJNRadio to join in the conversation there. For everyone else here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.